What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Women Watch Wrestling. Just love it. I'm here with Miss Bree and Lady J. All right, so we have to go through Hell in a Cell. It was uh, Hell in a Cell was interesting. Um, it wasn't the best pay per view of the year, but it was. It wasn't the worst, so I guess that's something. <laughs> so the first match they kicked off Hell in a Cell with. A Hell in a Cell match between Jay Uso and Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. And this match uh, was an I quit match. Uh, what do y'all rate this match? Mm. Well, okay. It's hard. It's, it's really hard uh, to rate this match. You know, first of all, this was the first match of the night. Like, wow you know and when when miss Bree and myself when we were watching it we was like okay did we skip something let's rewind and go back like we was like no they really nah, started right <laughs> they started you know the night with this type of match and did i like the match i don't know it was it was a it was all right it was a decent match it was a good match um i felt like roman's crying was a little too much uh, it was a little dramatic, like, oh my gosh, you know, but it didn't bury Roman. It didn't bury anybody, kind of, sort of, because, I mean, they didn't want Jay. He already looked, like, punked out, so he 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 only you he only said I quit because his brother went out there, and, you know, and Roman did that dramatic, you know, all my children cry, but overall, it wasn't a bad thing i'm gonna have to give it a four it started off good that's my four that's a good four a strong four it's not a you know wavery four wait a minute a four (laughs) (laughs) okay lady jack it was a great match i mean give and take maybe i'm being extra i give it a 4.5 i do a four five that was a good match your first couple of descriptions was decent, and you gave it a four. It was a good <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't like a bad, it wasn't a bad four. Like, it wasn't. It. I think, like, the storyline has a lot to play into how the, the, the match made you feel. Yeah, like, the rating. Yeah. Like, it kept you, like, one minute, you was like, wait, is he starting to feel sad? Like, sympathy? What the world? And then. You're like, oh, okay. It kind of sent you through, I don't want to say a whole turmoil of emotions, but that kind of helped in making it a little better than just what it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a little, it was exciting. It was an exciting scenario or 
it was a exciting scene to kind of see back and forth. And especially when his brother came out, you're just like, oh, okay. So, yeah. Thank you, Miss Bree. That, <laughs> that's exactly what I tried y'all, to say. Y'all are, y'all are so sweet. Like, y'all are so sweet. I just love y'all. <laughs> I got <can't, laughs> this match of trash out of five. <laughs> what? A trash? I gave this match a trash out of five. The best part about this match was the fact that they brought out uh they brought out um straps. I wasn't expecting that. It kind of impromptu made it into a strap match. But as a hell in a cell match, as what this match was, it was trash. They barely did anything outside of the outside of normal match rules, except for the strap. That's just my personal opinion. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I digress. What's up, Lady J? <laughs> but I understand that. And, and that's why the, the storyline and the character development helped bring me to that point because that was clearly not the match of the night. To me, yeah. the next match was. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, not to talk about it early, but just a hint on it. Sasha and Bailey did more hell in the cell stuff than Jay and Roman. So mm-hmm. I definitely understand that perspective, but the character development with that helped the situation. Yeah. That's the only reason why I cannot give it a, a boo-boo because at the end of the day, it, 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 that is how you build characters. That's character development. The thing that we've been complaining about the whole time, the overall picture was to have storyline building and it's doing the job. So I cannot give it a trash because well, of that. I guess my thing is I feel like the character there was no in that match, I didn't see any character development. I just saw the same BS we've been watching for the last, you know, the last pay-per-view. So I was just like, okay, whatever. Like we just going deeper in, into this, all this BS or whatever. Like we get it. Roman don't care. We he wants you on this side. We get it. We get it. I think more happened that Friday. To I think they could have did more Friday to develop the character. And I feel like they could have did more in that match to develop the character. Cause well, and I'll put a fork in it because I, I want to talk about it later, but. Yeah, like that whole switch in Jay, that was kind of that was kind of sudden for all this quote unquote calendar character development. We didn't see how this change happened. It just happened. It's like because the beginning of the show, he just like you know, forget you. You ain't my cousin. Like who? <laughs> I don't know you. And then by the end of the show, he I'm with you. Like I love you. I get it now. How? Like that's and. I, I I don't know. I guess that's where I am with it. But this is a agree to disagree moment. We can't get too deep in this. Well, <laughs> when we get to that point, okay. So when we get to that point of this show, I will I will put my opinions in that. So we can yeah, we're gonna talk about that anyway. So that's fine. What what do you say, uh, Miss Bree? What's your rating? Well, my rating was a three point five, and I already stated where I stand. So she just murdered, <laughs> you know. Uh, how we felt about it, but I'm so I sorry. Mean, I, out of all of them, because even though they had already fought before, this was the most entertaining of them all. So, give or take, my rating comes from the entertainment itself. It was a three five. Yeah, so. I, I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't mean to like just 
to jump on that. But I was just like, but as a, I get what y'all mean in the storyline aspect. But as a match, I wasn't feeling it. I just, as a Hell in a Cell match, what it is labeled as, and as a I Quit match, it's just, I wasn't really feeling it. I, but next up was Elias versus Jeff Hardy. And Elias won by disqualification because Jeff Hardy hit him in the back with a guitar. That didn't even break, just only the back. So I didn't mean <laughs> that match. I meant the next match was the match of the night. Yeah, that, I don't, I don't, yeah, now that was trash to me. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, that could have been on a good old SmackDown, a nice SmackDown, <laughs> you know, the that Friday was Friday night SmackDown yeah. vibes in the middle of it the was, show. It was a solid SmackDown that, match. That, or a Raw match. It was, it was a solid Raw match, yeah. but as a pay-per-view match, you're right. It, no. Oh, it, they on, they on Raw? Yeah, they both on Raw now. Oh, okay. Oh. So that's a nice Raw match. That's raw material, and that's 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 terrible because raw has been producing terrible shows lately. So Mm-mm-mm. that was terrible for you to come behind Roman and Jay like that with that. Yeah, that was like a restroom break, and I tried to get the benefit of the doubt because you know I always walk with Elias. That's my boobie, and by the way, you know his his music has been doing good online. So I mean that's my boobie, but girl, um, that's just not. That that's a filler match. You don't have filler matches on pay per views, right? I don't understand that. That was my trash. That's pool. I mean, that's a point. Point three. I give it a one because I walk with Elias. I concur on that notion. I could. I don't understand. Like it did. It was like we said. It could have been on Raw. It was not for Hell in the Cell. So yeah, one. And on top of that, the fact that he came back, Elias coming back, still blaming somebody that was already proven. It was Seamus that hit them with the car. It wasn't him, so he's still, still coming back about it. <laughs> yeah, like, and I can't understand if he came back beefing with Seamus or something like that. I get, I, I could get that better because I blame you know Jeff and it was you. And I mean, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Mm-mm. Maybe they're trying Mm-mm. to get two storylines out of this one incident. <laughs> well, they already got two storylines out. Of, maybe they try to squeeze three out of this one incident. <laughs> this is why we see the same people all the time, though, because we keep trying to squeeze multiple storylines out of the same people in the same situations. No. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, y'all pretty much said it. So, next match is Otis versus The Miz for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah. Yeah. What would you rate this match? I'm still trying to figure out how we got there. Like, how was this allowed? Like, in whatever rule of Money in the Bank rules do we get to have a match for the Money in the Bank at the Money in the this, Bank? This isn't the first time mm-hmm. they did some crap like this, but I don't. This is the first time I've seen the Money in the Bank actually change hands. I think though, like I've seen people have matches, like oh, I take your Money in the Bank, blah blah blah, but I've never seen somebody actually win it. If that makes sense. But I thought you were going somewhere else with that. How do we get? <laughs> what you mean? Elaborate. Based on what happened with the match with Tucky and Otis. Oh, that. I saw that coming. I 
I didn't see it coming, but the way Vince McMahon works and the fact that there are two separate uh, shows, it didn't surprise me either. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was going to happen. As soon as they ended up on two different shows, I was like, oh, well, we got to make that work. <laughs> I mean, but you didn't. They just let uh, Peyton and Royce and Billy Kay just split. Like, why Why do we even have to go here? It's my thing. Because they're on two different shows. It's not like you try to break them up and keep them on the same show. That was my whole thing with it. Like, I personally thought the switch was unnecessary. But I also think that, uh, I also think that the higher ups didn't want Otis to have the money in the bank contract anymore. So he didn't. Yeah, and that's what I think it boils down to. They did not want him to have the money in the bank contract, so they had to find a way that doesn't totally bury Otis, and it still pushes him but switches hands. That's exactly what I got from that, because they probably feel that Otis isn't doing the, you know, he's not being the person that he needs to be, or whatever the case may be, but. That's exactly what that was. They had to find a creative way to get that off of him, but not bury him and still push his momentum. But but technically, they, oh, let me shut up, because this is just about this match, because I'm about to go to the aftermath. But I don't I don't really know. I, I don't know. From from Roman to Elias Nim to this, you know, I don't understand. I don't get it. Look, I don't know. I got a question though, just before we conclude the conversation about this match. Why they break up all the tag teams? Like we just gonna get rid of the tag team belts or something? Like that's I what three? I think they're trying to try new tag teams. Like they're breaking up some of the old ones to get some new ones in because realistically the tag team division as a whole in WWE hasn't been looking so good. Um at all. And then all of a sudden, all these people just breaking all of them apart. So I was like, what is happening? I just needed some clarification on that. Because think about it. Like, you know, the Hurt Business are now tag team, are now a tag team going for the tag team belts. So they, they you know, they were trying to put them together. They they put Mandy and Dana together. They they tried the Lana and uh, Natalia. I think they're just testing out new tag teams now because. They feel like the old ones played out. Yeah, like I that's what that's just what I'm viewing from my point of view, but I thought about that too. I definitely thought about that too. But um, as far as I I don't think anybody rated the match with Otis and Miz, but I don't uh, uh, can I have like an <laughs> NA? Is that a rating? No, <laughs> I don't have nothing to say about this, really. Like, I don't know. <sighs> it's bad. Yeah, I, I, I think this pay per view. I really dig the um, Hell in a Cell pay per view this year, only because there was three Hell in a Cell matches, and they usually, you know, they they'll do like maybe two mats usually. The only thing about this pay-per-view, though, they did have a couple of, like, filler matches that was just like, why are y'all here? Like, why are y'all even? <laughs> why are we even looking at this right now? Is this our commercial break? Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the next match. The next match is a Bailey versus Sasha in a Hell in a Cell match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. 
What do you ladies rate this match? Five. There's a match of the night. That was the match of the night for me. Um, they actually fought, fought. They really beat the mess out of each other. It was chemistry with this match, but it should be. And on top of that, Sasha won the belt. It was about time. And she became what? Like the Grand Slam champion? To, the, to be the first one to hold the tag team Raw and SmackDown belt within the, the same year? Oh, within the same year? Maybe within yeah. the same year. But I was like, she's not the first Grand Slam. As far as women, yes, she is. No, she's not. Bailey was the first Grand Slam. Women? And, uh, yeah, Bailey has had the Raw, the SmackDown, and the tag team. Oscar is also a Grand Slam, Raw, SmackDown, tag team. Now Sasha has... Oh, within the same year. I think she's think the, she first the first within, within the same year. year only. Within a few months, actually. Yeah. To be honest, within a few months. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was my five. Definitely a five for me. Miss um, Bree? I would say about four, four to a five. Uh, at first, I was kind of like, oh, my God, this is getting redundant. Because they go through this all the time. You know, their little friend cycle. They, they friends, then they enemies, then I got the belt, and you got the belt, and I want your belt. But I think it was a little different this time. Like, Sasha, first of all, really whoop Bailey. <laughs> like, she really actually, like, this was... I think one of their more gruddy matches toward each other. Uh, speaking of that, we've definitely seen them fight several times together. But um, most definitely, well, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to give it a solid 4.5. I, uh, I give this match a 5. This is definitely my 5 of the night. They were creative when it came to uh, a lot of the tactics they use in Hell in a Cell. They actually used almost everything at their disposal that they could use. Mm-hmm. They most definitely they, did. They, they, they put their bodies on the line and to see how Sasha made Bailey tap was just the icing on the cake for me. Like <laughs> That was like the sprinkles. Like, okay, I, I, I see. Um, so I thought it was a great match. Uh, it was the match of the night um, to echo Lady J. Um, yeah, this is my five. This is definitely my five. As much as I'm tired of seeing the beef, it's a good beef. Like, <laughs> so really, it's, they they make a good, they make good friend enemies or, you know, frenemies or whatever, you know. Well, bef- well before we go on, I'm sorry. I really hope that they don't try to turn Bailey back to like Happy Bailey. Just like I'm starting to kind of dig this persona, and I don't think she's, I don't think it will look right or that it will be the same. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if I'm the only I don't, um, I, if she turned, no, No, I don't see them completely turning her back happy. Like, she, I don't see her going back to Hugger McHuggington. Like, I, I see (laughs) if she goes back face. I see her putting a little more of this heel side into her faceness. Like I see her going like towards the Natalia aspect of face, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I guess I kind of get it. Yeah, because Natalia's Natalia's been heel for a long time in her career, apparently. But you know, the last few years she's been kind of she's been kind of on the face side, but she's not face enough for you to be like oh yeah Natalia the baby face like <laughs> I don't know 
Uh, but except for when she was crying up, crying in the match with Ruby Riot and stuff. That was, uh, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> the next match, uh, Bobby versus Slapjack. Do y'all even want to talk about this match? Like, <laughs> this is another commercial break <laughs> that, that we was. can skip. I was like, who, what, how? <laughs> okay, the only thing that I would like to say is basically what what are they gonna do with retribution? Like, and I know this is probably something we could talk about later, but that's just one of my questions. What are they going to do with retribution? It's too many, it's too much. They invested too much with the promos. The promos was them destroying stuff. The promos was even with um Mustafa in the in the in the the uh video on SmackDown. Okay. The video man, the leak man. With all of this, with all of this stuff, there's no way retribution should be a joke right now. It's no way. Oh, all right, all right. I completely agree because it. Every week they they get they start looking more jokey, <laughs> and it's just like okay, okay, where are we? We went from hating the fact that they're coming around and being terrified trying to figure out what they want and all this other stuff to them being a complete and other a complete and utter joke um my thing is if they were gonna do this they should have did it with caliber people so that they won't look like a joke i don't know miss Bree. um i already said my statement it was just like what was this like <laughs> Yeah, Mm-mm. it was it was a filler match, and that's I think that's the one thing. Like looking at it now, like like you said, I enjoy Hell in a Cell because there were three Hell in a Cell matches. You know, that we lucky we get two, but why are these filler bus matches on this pay per view? Like, what happened? And and now <laughs> I don't understand. Like we have we. But that goes back to I feel like the storylines like became redundant at some point. Like some of the matches are good, but it's just like okay, people. But I see what's happening. I'm starting to see people coming out the woodworks and stuff. Like okay, by Survivor Series and going into the new year, I can see some new things happening and some developments changing. But yeah, I, I two. <laughs> okay, so like when you say. Like, honestly, to be honest, every match on Hell in the Cell were repeat matches yeah. or repeat feuds. Outside of the- but Hell in the Cell was still good, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because of what happened. But see, with this match, you know, we, we got to start building on retribution because, yes, like, granted, I am for the Hurt Business. At first, I was not because I used to joke on Apollo, not Apollo. I used to joke on MVP and say he looked like a deacon. And honestly, he still do. You know what I'm saying? But the story, like the character development, it doesn't, you start to overlook. It's horrible for this. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we got to do some retribution, but I know that's that's my two cents on that match in particular. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I do. I like the Hurt Business, too. At first, I was like, eh, I don't know how I'm feeling about this, but I like it, too. But like like you said, they, we, they ran out. Well, we've been dealing with retribution since what? WrestleMania? It's what November, and it's like it didn't go. That that storyline is going nowhere. But 
who was what is this like at this point okay we know who they are now then you need to be showing they were doing more as an unknown entity <laughs> than they are doing <laughs> as known entities you get what i'm saying like exactly okay so i i that's yeah <laughs> Uh, I don't consider this commercial break a match. So, meh. Um, yeah, it's okay. I, I just, um, I do feel like uh, Hell in a Cell was kind of like, the, the matches that were actual Hell in a Cell matches were actual rivalry, grudge matches or whatever. But all the filler matches, I feel like it was either some beef closing or they were testing some beef opening or starting because this was, wasn't this right after uh, the draft and all that? Yeah. Yeah. The first pay-per-view since the so, draft. So uh, maybe they was just testing out some, I don't know, or closing some beef's doors. <laughs> I don't know. But um, the last match of the night was Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Uh, for the United, what no, <laughs> for the WWE Championship, and Randy is the new WWE Champion. It was a Hell in a Cell match. Um, what would y'all rate this match? Can I say something before I even rate the match, though? And this is not a, this comment is not part of the reflection of the match. I don't think the match was that bad. I give it a good three five. Let me start with that, okay? It was decent, but almost Drew McIntyre's entire championship reign, most of it, he has fought Randy Orton. Am I the only one that feels that way? <laughs> like he has been fighting Randy Orton for months on pay per views. And on the show, for for Randy to ultimately just take the belt from him, am I the only one that feels that way? But the match, the match wasn't bad. But that storyline goes back to my original statement. The um, to your point, I knew that Randy Orton was gonna eventually take the belt if they kept fighting each other. It was only about. It doesn't make sense to have three like the same match for three pay-per-views if the belt never changed hands so yeah i mean i figured that like what coming into this i figure i'm like okay this is gonna be time randy win i, I i'm cool with that but i'm saying like that's yeah, three that's, months that's, three that's three pay-per-views that's more that is a good section of like i feel like they could have gave him more you know what i'm saying because i was really for drew having his belt but he done fought Randy most of the whole reign. Yeah, so, but honestly. Yeah. But that's you know, my rating is irrelevant to my personal feelings on that. <laughs> honestly, this isn't the longest storyline we've had this year. So I can't be too mad. <laughs> yeah, true. True. You are absolutely right on that one. You are absolutely right. But I think I just because I feel like I wanted to see Drew do more, but you know, this not going to be his last championship reign. So it's cool, but nevertheless, and I like Randy, but <laughs> it's just that that's three pay-per-views, bro. Lady J. Okay. So it's two ways for me to look at it. So, okay. The first one, I don't mind Randy winning. That's not really i I'm not even upset about that. It's just, 
you know, Drew could I I don't know I don't know about Survivor Series because now it's heel versus heel. So it's like who's gonna out heel the other one or something? Like, cause now it's gonna be Randy versus um and Roman. Now, if they when now that it's Randy versus Roman, I can kind of see why they let that you know Drew lose because they don't want Roman to beat Drew and it messes up his momentum. But I think Randy can afford a loss and still be you know whatever whatever. So I don't know, but it's like heel versus heel. So I don't I don't really know. Per se, you how they're gonna go with that? But that's my only concern, really, and it's really the aftermath. The match was pretty good. Um, you know, Drew did a good job on his first hell in the cell as Bailey. Bailey did a good job. So did um um Jay. They all did good. They did okay. They all did good on their first hell in the cell matches. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even knocking any of that. Um. It was it was it was pretty brutal to see Drew get his ass whooped like that, but it showed that you know, hey, Randy is Randy. He gonna do him. So I guess we're just trying to now figure out like you know what's next for Drew, and that's my only concern. I don't want him to be a jobber. Well, Lady J, I just have a question to pick back off something that you said. So do you feel like, and this is just you know, pick your brain a little bit, I guess. Do you think that? the outcome of Survivor Series, Roman and Orin will affect the Samoan dynasty situation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how did the outlook, like, oh, you know, you're supposed to be the chief. You're supposed to be champ. If Randy ends up winning, you know what I'm saying? I I don't really know how I feel or which way I would want to go on that match yet, but you know what I'm saying? Do you think? Oh, no, Randy's going to lose that because it's going to mess up Roman's momentum. And Randy is the type to, he has his own momentum. So it's really no burying Randy Orton. You really can't bury him for real. So so that's probably why he won. So it won't mess up Drew's momentum because it will if he would face Roman and lose because they're not going to let Roman lose. I I concur with that. They're not going to let Roman lose. Um, But... To your to your other point, Lady J. Well, although that one's heel and heel, you got to think about all the face versus face matches in Survivor Series. We got two because you got the SmackDown Championship. I mean, not the SmackDown Championship. You got the um, you got the tag team championship match between the New Day and Street Profit, and that's face versus face. And then the United States versus the Intercontinental. Intercontinental. That's heel versus heel. Um, all of these <laughs> low key, all of these matches are they're they're not yin and yang. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So, but um, I I gave this match like a two five three only because it was a good match. It was a it was a solid hell in a cell match. I really enjoyed it. However, there were some things about it that was very questionable that I'm just like, I feel like they missed some cues and they messed up quite a few times because some of the stuff didn't really make sense, especially when they was on the side of the on the side of the cell climbing down. It was just like Randy barely touched Drew before he fell. And it's like, did somebody miss a cue here? Like what what just happened? 
And as soon as he fell, I knew that was it. I was just like, yeah, he not he not winning after this. Even though they had Drew had a lot of good comebacks. Um, Randy was just you know Randy was just Randy. He was meticulous. He was very slow the whole match or whatever. I don't know. I I didn't think this was the best match for Drew to go out in, if that makes sense. And that that's like an emotional thing. Um, like, cause I'm not mad that Randy won. I just, I would have rather Drew go out in the ambulance match if it was going, if the hell in the cell was going in like this type thing. And right there, I could definitely understand, you know what I'm saying? That's, but I, I, I don't want to be a clown about this, but I have to be clowny because the whole situation was clowny. This is better than a, you know, super showdown when Bray lost on a random Thursday while people were at work to Goldberg to a spear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Drew does not have to, Drew does, is not in the position to where he has to build himself back up because his momentum is still high. But I definitely agree. Drew, a big man like that, yeah, he definitely need to lose to a brutal match like the ambulance match. But, I mean, they had to to allow people to see, like, dang, he can really, really hang with him. So by the time he do lose to him, it's just like, well, I can understand because it's Randy's domain, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. yeah. Um, But that is all of Hell in a Cell. Overall, how do y'all feel about it? It was better than last year. <laughs> because last year was with that, that weird, awkward ending with a... <laughs> With a uh, self in in the yeah. field, yeah, it was better than last year. So I, it's better than last year. So I I appreciate Hell in the Cell overall. I would give that a good pay per view. Yeah, it was a like good I said, like yeah. I said in the beginning, it's not uh, it's not the best of the year, but it's definitely not the worst. So NST had Halloween Havoc October twenty eighth. It was really good, y'all. It was really good. I really need y'all to go and try to watch it. It was um the we have NSC has a new North American champion, uh North American champion, and that is Johnny Gargano. Woot woot. Um his wife was going for the women's championship and she did not get it. So Io Shirai still holds the women's championship. They were really cute though, because you know it was a Halloween episode. They had uh Johnny Gargano had um the nightmare before Jack Skeleton from the Nightmare Before Christmas. He kinda had his uh gear set up kinda like that. And then um Candice LeRae, his wife, had a uh, Sally outfit kinda. It was cute. They they were cute. If they would have won the belts, it would have been it would have been good, but both of them didn't. So, oh well, nah. I don't really like Candace like that anyway. But I see, I see the heel side. I see where they're going with this. So it is what it is. Um, I was a little sad that uh, Damon Priest lost his belt, but they had a, a, a hunted house match that was uh very interesting. <laughs> like y'all, um. It was with the uh, there's a guy on NXT. His name is Dexter Loomis. He doesn't talk. He just kind of stares at people. He looms and they That's what I must say. Uh, that's what I'll say. But all in all, 
The two uh, championship matches were a spin the wheel match. So whatever the wheel landed on, that's the type of match they have. That was uh, pretty cool. That is very creative. Yeah, I I just love NXT, y'all. I'm sorry. I just love NXT. But Halloween Havoc was pretty dope. Um, I haven't seen this last week's episode of NXT yet. But I will give y'all an update whenever I see it. I haven't heard anything about Finn Balor as of late. I know. Oh, I lied. I did see this last NST. Um, so the Undisputed Era, all of them are out with injuries. The uh, there, There's a new faction of Bruin, and it's the the NST Kings or something like that. The uh, It's... <laughs> It's, just, it's a long, well, not a long story, but it's a storyline that is resurfacing. It's like a group of four dudes that all have beef with Undisputed Era from different times and different parts of the group. So, so yeah, they just coming up. They just came up, and they're, they're also the reason why the Undisputed Era is out, uh, at least part of the reason why they're out uh, due to injuries. So yeah, I'll keep. I'll definitely keep an eye on that. But this WWE been bringing out a lot of factions lately. Y'all notice that? Like three to four people, not just tag teams, but like legit factions of people. I mean, they have been bringing out factions, but well, let's see what they're gonna do with it because they're bringing out factions, but they tearing up the tag team. So it's like, yeah, you know, what are you doing? So I see it, but. I don't know if it means anything yet. Yeah. We'll see. Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely see. With what's been going on in the aftermath of Hell in a Cell. Okay. <laughs> the, I guess for the actual aftermath, we should start with the Samoan Dynasty. I keep calling them the Samoan Dynasty. I don't know what they're going to be called in the actuality, but... That's just my name for them. So, um, with the whole Samoan Dynasty thing, I done already kind of got on my little soapbox about how how the the lack of them showing the actual change in Jay, like what shifted his character. I don't know if I'm led to believe that the match with uh, Daniel Bryant was what uh, something happened in that match was, you know, to make him see, oh, by any means necessary, I get it, ooze type thing. But it w- that wasn't very clear to me. And with that, uh, you know, just that's just the only thing about this whole thing that's just like, okay, I knew a change was going to happen because I've already kind of thought that they was going to get everybody on Roman's side. Like, they was going to get Jimmy and Jay on his side and all that other stuff. Like, it was going to make this, like, the Samoa faction. It was going to be, like, SmackDown's Hurt Business. <laughs> that's what I've always, that's what I already thought. <laughs> so, but I really wish they would have did better at showing the change in Jay versus, like, even in the midst of all these matches and all these things or whatever that's been going on between him and Roman, I never at one point thought, I never at one point got the impression from Jay, like, oh, yeah, I get what he mean. I get what he's saying until he literally said it. I mean, the thing about that, though, like, no, the change didn't happen, but Roman 
threaten to kick him out the family. Like, what change do you really want to see? It's either like you in or you not. Like, it, it it's really no time for the what are you gonna do? Because at this point, you already lost the match, mm-hmm. and the match was that you quit. Okay, so after you quit, the consequences. If you don't, the consequences are if you don't get with me, you're out the family. So it's really like no time for change. He he had that night to determine what was he gonna do. And I, I that's go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lady J. I was saying, like, I don't know exactly what change. He didn't have time to have change. This is what it like, is. This is what it is. Back. You have no choice yeah. because tonight, if you don't give me an answer, you're out the family. And you got, like, I don't know what else you want to see. I mean, but even, my thing is, even after all that was said and done, even after that was understood, Jay was still, it was still being verbally said and shown, man, F you, cuz. Like, you ain't family, blah, blah, blah. And then we had this whole show. We didn't even, like, we didn't even really, we didn't see them throughout the show. Because, you know, usually they revert back to the to the starting storyline just to see what the person is thinking. They at least have an interview with them or something or whatever like that. But none of that happened. And then we get to this match and it's just like, oh, okay, you just changed. <laughs> Who's to say that? that immediate change had something to do with him conversing with his brother. Let's set Roman up. You know what I'm saying? Who's to say that he's not going to change and turn heel? I mean, turn on Roman later. I don't know. That's a, that's a good valid point there. I, um, because yeah, I don't think, I don't think it's going to stay like this. I, I don't think so. Um, I think, you know, that was his only plan of action. So he with the program for now, but he he thinking of who's to say plan. that he won't turn on Roman when the Rock come back and face Roman? I mean, like I'm the chief, yeah, and you saying you the chief? Of course, Usos gonna go with the Rock. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I just see that happening. Yeah, I mean, well, I was gonna ask what y'all predictions were. Um, I I think I don't know. I have a lot of different predictions predictions for them. Um. WrestleMania just seems so far away, but I don't know. Maybe they'll hold out to WrestleMania. I don't even know when Jamie, uh, Jamie, (laughs) when Jimmy coming back. So I don't know. I don't know, but I do. I do like the, like those predictions. Um, Yeah. I do like those predictions. I don't know how long he going to last. Cause based on last week, SmackDown, I just, he seemed over it already. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like I gotta ask you for permission for an interview, dog. <laughs> nah, he he seemed yeah. kind of over it, but I don't know. He might he might hold out. He might hold out. <laughs> Carmella's back. Mella isn't money anymore either. Yes, I'm back. Yes, nope. she got a uh, a character makeover, as we can see. Yeah, that outfit was cute. It was so cute. I just yeah. don't like when she came back. Like, why Sasha couldn't get that moment? Why Sasha couldn't have that moment? And then, number two, you just come and do promos, and then all of a sudden you have the authority to just attack the champion? Like, where have you been? But then, um, they got a beef or something before uh, Sasha had the belt. 
Um, I want to say it was the Royal Rumble, maybe. <laughs> I know that sounds so far back, but I think they have a pre like a a beef that this may be understand that. But Royal Rumble was in January, so that is far back. Um, where has she been? Granted, I can understand Corona stuff, but what character development is this? What is that doing for her? I don't really think that, that I think that they're going to drop the ball with Carmella again. She's just going to look good doing it. And she always does when they drop the ball on her. Like, what is this? It's nothing exciting me. Like, I love Carmella. Granted, but it's like, oh, you know, dang, she back. Good outfit, girl. I see you, boo, boo, boo. You know, boo. But I, I see them dropping the ball with her. So hopefully they build her character. Maybe, you know, let her earn her way. I don't understand that. You attack the champion, and then we already know this is going to be the next B. And then Sasha's going to keep the belt. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. We just got to see. I guess we got to wait and see. They had to throw her somewhere to come back. I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, Carmella is, based on the current roster, Carmella is at a level where she doesn't really have to start from the bottom if she doesn't want to, if that makes sense. Like, she's she's earned her footing enough, and she's already, like y'all said, she's already had beef with Sasha, probably. So, you know, I just think she, like, she's the, she's the only viable option right now. And I don't see them... As much as I want Bianca to be in that position, I don't see them doing that yet because I feel like they're going to want to push Bianca to a point where she actually wins it and it's too early in Sasha's reign right now. Yeah, I like that prediction there. If she's going to do that, let her be on the Survivor Series team. Well, who's to say she won't be? Like, they still choosing people. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Bianca is on the team. Yeah, like, all of that is still up in the air. Like, she might end up being captain. Who knows? (laughs) Get it. Maddie, just like with the men's team, I had the chance to pick one woman for the squad. Mm -hmm. That woman had to be a proven leader, had to have a championship pedigree. And that's exactly why my choice was Bailey. I find it interesting that they keep having triple threats to determine who's on the SmackDown team, knowing they ain't got enough women on the roster to have five triple threats. With different people, because Natalia definitely been in two of the triple threats already. Well, do y'all want to go ahead and talk about Survivor Series since we kind of started the conversation? Yes. So, I, I like how, I like what Raw did in regards to picking, um, before I even say that, shout out to Adam Pierce, <laughs> Postman Pierce. Because he definitely been been like the unofficial general manager lately <laughs> for both shows. That is official. So, I don't know. I just had to throw that in there. But um, <laughs> but I, I kind of like the fact that they chose two tag teams and then had a fight to see who the fifth person was. To You know, um, there's things about it I don't like, but I like more about it than I don't like. Because at least, you know, at least... Two of these people have chemistry with each other. <laughs> like, and that that kind of gradients your odds, in my opinion. Um, but 
I really hate that Lana <laughs> was the fifth person that made it. I think I understand why they're doing this, but poor Lana at the same time. <laughs> they are they are they torturing her. Like that, like, Cause they well, first of all, well, just based on the couple of the couple of times I've actually watched Total Divas or I've watched clips and stuff like that. I don't think Nia Jax has ever particularly cared for Lana as a, uh, I don't want to say as a person, but definitely not as a wrestler. So, and Nia, you know, Nia don't give no nothing. She don't care. She does not care. So, <laughs> so it it makes sense. But I don't think either person was was I, I don't think her. I don't think any of the four was happy that Lana won. To be honest. <sighs> All right. I mean, um, I'm just surprised that Lana, you know, is kind of still on the roster. But <laughs> we're just going to keep it kicking on that one. Go ahead, Lady J. I mean, the only reason why Lana catching it like that is because of that Twitch stuff, that Twitch account stuff. Because her situation was the thing that brought attention to it. So Vince is being Vince. And then number two is like, you know, with this, uh, with this team, with the women's team, I mean, honestly, uh, Lady J, can you? Yes, uh, I'm here. Can you elaborate on the Twitch thing? Because I don't completely know what happened with that, and I'm kind of glad you brought it up. Basically, like with the 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 people that has Twitch accounts, they make money off of it. Vince not getting his money because technically, you know, those are WWE names, so he's making them get off. Pretty much. Oh, no. Like, if you making money. I just got to. You mean no. TikTok? You mean Twitch? If you talking Twitch. about Twitch, I, man, I just got on Twitch because I wanted to start following Mia Yim and uh, Zelina because they're avid gamers and they be on this shit all the time. That, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Lady J. Yeah, so basically that's what's going on with that. And, you know, Lana... And Rusev, you know, they really, well, not Rusev anymore. It's Miro now. But in, in, in Miro, they uh, they became social media, more social, social media icons. And if you are getting money off my name, I'm going to, no, nah, you got to do that. So he started limiting their use of social media. So that's why I was surprised that Xavier Woods had an up, up, down, down um, shirt on. I was like, okay, well, all right. But yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on with the wrestlers and their social media. And back to back to Lana being on a, the team, I mean, the only thing I could see her doing is hiding and then winning because people forgot that she was in the match. I don't really see the the <laughs> I don't see the care placed into this. So pretty much how she won every other match since <laughs> up until now. Yeah, yeah. Any match she's ever won, like that's uh, that sounds a bit accurate, okay. Lady J. You want you want to be accurate. that accurate, Lady J. <laughs> that is a spoiler. And I mean, and I don't. I it just it's a lack of care. Like you remember? It, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. And, and, and granted, we understand that the circumstances are different. You know, what I'm saying COVID kind of did a lot. But did COVID really do a lot? COVID just explode, it, it 
exposed WWE creative. This time last year, Becky Lynch was going over there leading the whatever team was that SmackDown, you know, getting into it with Nia, you know what I'm saying? Busted nose, busted face. I don't know if that was Survivor Series. Oh, but yeah. It's, it's, you I'm, see what I'm saying? Ooh, it's okay. a lot of, it's no care put into this Survivor Series. Like, and I'm not being funny or none of that, but just based on how they did the women, like, why are we having all these? Raw did that so wrong. We found out the whole team in the what one show, maybe two shows. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. I, and I much. think that's the one thing that's going to screw them up with SmackDown. Like, I don't think I looking at Raw's team. I SmackDown got to have SmackDown got to put a good team together, but with because Raw. Them. Right, yeah, right, with ahead. with both the male males and females, but um, because SmackDown has the advantage of knowing who's on Raw's team, they actually have the ability to do that, and I that's what I think SmackDown's one advantage is right now is being able to know because um, I think we only got one person left uh, for the Raw men's team to find, and SmackDown has. Has only three yeah. people now. Granted, that whoo, that raw man's team, honey. <laughs> they got some work. SmackDown and got some work. What? That's yes. all five people. Cause wasn't Braun yeah. the last person? No, look. Let me tell you, just love. You should have seen me and Lady J watching SmackDown with that Ray Mysterio back. First of all. <laughs> Ray Mysterio match. What are you gonna do, sir? Ray Mysterio versus Braun Strowman. Don't see it happening. Not at out of here. I don't understand how they let Otis lose. Otis needed that win. Otis is a big guy. Otis can deal with Keith Lee. You know what I'm saying? We already got somebody who can deal with the with Seth. You know what I'm saying? I mean AJ Styles. My bad, AJ Styles. But you know. Kevin Owens is on that team. You know what I'm saying? Kevin Owens can handle something. But I, I'm not understanding the logic behind the SmackDown men's team. They need Big E. They need Otis. And I don't like Baron Corbin. That's my dude. I actually like Baron Corbin, but I don't like him because, he, you know, he's Aggie. But I like him because he's Aggie. You love to hate him. Yeah. But they need yeah. Baron Corbin. They need big guys because this is big guys. The fact that that, trip, that match with Braun... And, and, and Keith Lee and, she and Sheamus. Sheamus looked like the little dude. Sheamus was the little dude. Sheamus big ass was the little dude. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Like, yo, it's not going to happen. It's uneven. So Big E has to be on the SmackDown men's team. I don't see how Otis, you know, they let Otis lose like that. I don't understand, but whatever, well, whatever. Well, I They think need some big men. Well, I, I do think that they're going to have like a wild card type match. You know, they usually have some kind of wild card match for the last slot. All the people that lost the previous matches and whatever. And I think that might be how they get all this. That's what I'm hoping. That's my that's my fingers crossed. <laughs> um, But yeah, you're right. I was actually, I, I wasn't mad at Seth for making uh, Ray lose. Because <laughs> Ray, 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 no. Like, Raw team is ridiculous. And they need to have that big dude that be with AJ Styles on the team. 
Oh my god, that's another story. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. If Tamina don't hop on, even with the women, if Tamina is Tamina on SmackDown? Yes. Yes, she is. Okay, so Tamina needs to be on this team. You know what I'm saying? Bianca Bella easily, because she slammed Tamina, so I know she can handle it. Uh, you know, I, I need I need some kind of something. Zelina does not need to be on this team. <laughs> oh Lord, baby Jesus. I think, uh, I think Natalia They was like putting Rey Mysterio on the team. I think Natalia really worse. I think Natalia and Carmella might be good additions. Maybe. But that's with me not knowing who else is on SmackDown Women's Division. Bruh, if, if Shayna Baszler can beat up people, four people in em- Elimination Chamber by herself, come on, man. Granted, she didn't, she wasn't right. playing on the team. She was doing her thing. And I'm pretty sure, you know, the egos of Raw team will probably hinder them because, I mean, give and take, Mandy Rose is on the Raw team. Like, I'm not, she, I mean, what is she going to do? Well, I mean, Grant. I don't I don't see I don't know. Maybe I'm being too critical, but I don't know. It's just it's crazy. All of this is just crazy. I think um I think Bailey, there's a good chance Bailey might be on the team. But she might try to be captain, honestly. And the truth is, I told you so. Dean dog is <laughs> your captain. Uh, but I don't know. These these teams are interesting. I'm curious to see who else is about, who's about to be like Raw's last person on the male team, and who's gonna fill up the rest of SmackDown's team. Cause SmackDown, they, I think that's probably why Raw picked their team so early, cause they knew SmackDown was gonna have to put in work to find people to to match it. Um, they're gonna they're gonna put somebody like uh. Chad Gable. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shout out to Chad Gable. No more sure to G, by the way. Thank you. Right. Thank you for changing your name back. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. So with Mandy and uh how do y'all feel about Mandy and Dana? I kinda like them as a tag team, but I I understand what you be saying, Miss Bree, because it doesn't make sense to split her for one tag team, just put her in another. Right. Hey, my I'm like, okay. And then no, I don't. I'm not saying that I don't like it. I, you know, it may work, but we did all this extra to get her out of the tag team to be her own person, just to put her with somebody. She else might not be a good solo uh, superstar. That might. I mean, she's. I haven't seen any like solo matches from Mandy that just made me be like, dang, Mandy, Mandy got something. Like, I've seen some where I'm like, oh, okay, Mandy, but it's not overly impressive, if you will. Um, So maybe she's she's good with a partner. I don't know. I just like the fact that they, they kind of went this. <laughs> they kind of remind me of the modern day Beth Phoenix and Natalia. <laughs> just just uh, a little prissier. Um, and they need to refine their skills a little bit more. It has to grow on me. Lady Day? I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's just, I feel like people like, and I, I can't, I, I'm trying not to go back to the people that were let go, but people like Sarah Logan need to be there. I think she's pregnant, if I ain't mistaken. Yeah, she's pregnant. 
Yeah, and she's pregnant yes. by Eric. Uh, Eric. Yeah, that's, that's her husband. A, yeah, that's her husband. They had a whole Didn't Viking. You can watch their Viking wedding on YouTube. Wow, but people like her, people like you know Sonya Deville. We, I need that type of energy. And with 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 Dana Brooke and and Mandy Rose, I mean, I think the two of them together could put. Could help both of them out. Yeah, but the Pritzy team. I need I need the skills. That's all, really. It's just the skills. Once their skills improve a little more, then we can do something with it. That's all. I'm not gonna be too overcritical. Yeah, and that's and I feel like that's where they truly lack is in the skill department because both of them are like strong. Both of them are strong chicks. Like. I, I believe Mandy Rose did CrossFit just like Bianca did. Um, like they they're both like bodybuilder type chicks, so they have potential. They both have very very much a lot of potential, but it's just like you said, they skills. They just I don't I don't know who their coach is, but maybe they need to upgrade. I don't know. So. Ah, the last topic. Well, the last topic before we go into news and AEW um, is the Murphy Aaliyah uh, story. Now, one thing. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you. I, I I read an article and I listened to this uh, podcast. Uh, well, I didn't really listen to the podcast. I, I watched the YouTube video, the little YouTube snippet they did. Um, and they were saying that they were saying why they moved the Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio beef and all that to SmackDown instead of Raw. Um, well, to to answer some of your questions or to speak on some of the things that y'all be talking about when it comes to ratings, they, uh, WWE isn't really worried about Raw's ratings because USA needs WWE more than WWE needs USA. So... Their, their ratings are pretty good for that channel, apparently. But Fox does not need Man, SmackDown. <laughs> so they're trying to keep the ratings high on SmackDown so that they can keep their slot uh, for the most part. Um, so with that being said, when Aaliyah, when the whole Aaliyah thing kind of started getting brought into the situation, the the interest in the storyline started to grow and that's why they moved it to SmackDown. So um I I do there's a lot of I have a lot of mixed feelings about the storyline. I'm glad they're shifting it kind of. Like they're not going with the same back and forth, back and forth, back and forth or whatever like that. Yeah, it's still the same beef or whatever, but they're at least trying to put some seasoning on it <laughs> to make it taste different. Um um, and they're making it, and I like the fact that they're making it more about Murphy and less about Seth um, and his, you know, whatever. Even though they're kind of targeting, like, Mur- Seth is getting put into the story because it's, you know, of his connection with Murphy and all that other stuff. But they're still trying to highlight Murphy as far as the actual story goes. And I do kind of like that aspect of it because. Murphy was kind of put on the back burner. Yeah, Seth was building him up, but you know he became the shadow in the background after a while. He's he's just the guy that beats up other people for Seth, 
after this last pass smack down, I'm curious to see what um Murphy's about to do. Um what kind of I'm assuming a portrayal is coming just based off of his conversation with Aaliyah after the whole thing. Um, but I, I'm curious to see what this portrayal is going to look like. That's different than what it already looks like, I guess. Um, <laughs> I do find, I still find it weird, the age difference <laughs> between him and Aaliyah. Cause that is, this is it's like, come on, that's like 20 years, bro. Like you can, he was a whole 21 very. When, this dude, when this chick was born. Like, come on now. So, not a whole 21. Like a whole... Was it 21? Yeah. Yeah. She's 19. But I just... Uh, that's the yeah. one thing that's just like, come on. Like, uh, yo, like... I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that aspect of it because it's very like, eh. I like, I want to, I, I think I would embrace the story way more and way better. And I, and I do like the story. I just do not like the fact that he's like 30 something and she's like 19. Like that's the one thing that's just like, eh, <laughs> come on now. Um, but as a storyline, trying to suppress that one fact i i can dig it i i want to i'm curious to see it gained it regained my interest in this whole ordeal not the kissing part i ain't really feeling that but i can understand your, yeah, your standpoint so i guess i'll i'll i would <sighs> it's still old but that I, I get it and and i always preach character development and I will agree. I agree. Buddy Murphy is getting what he needs right now in the attention aspect. And people are curious, so I'll take that. Uh, I just got to see what happens. <laughs> I just got to see what happens. Because, I don't know. The one the one thing, though, at least I do feel like he finna turn. Like, I do like I was around him, and I do feel like he's going to end up turning on self because of the way SmackDown went. Or whatever. But I don't know if I'm really feeling it. I don't even think at this point this storyline really involves Rey Mysterio and like his family anymore. At this point, it's it's between him and Seth now. Like, okay. I got you. And I guess they have to use her as like an accessory somehow. But I think they could kind of fade them out of this storyline at this point. I just I just really hope they do not shit on Murphy like I I actually like Murphy I liked him before he got with Seth um because he was Murphy used to be on 205 Live I don't know if y'all knew that and he I think he had a beef at one point in time with uh Mustafa Ali he was like the heel he was the heel big guy on 205 Live so (laughs) it's interesting to see him on uh on you know Raw and Smackdown and stuff um, and at, when he first got the smack, uh, when he first got to the main roster or whatever, you know, they really kind of downplayed him. They downplayed it. <laughs> they kind of downplayed him and his skills. Like he won a few matches, but then that Alistair Black beef kind of just, I feel like it destroyed his character. So he had to get with Steph and like rebuild that way. And now that he's at this point, 
you know, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with him. I just hope they don't shit on him. And if yeah. you remember, you know, when he first started to be, you know, I was the one saying, hey, man, this about to be a good match. I remember that in particular because we were watching it at your house, um, Just Love, and that match was about to happen. And, you know, both of y'all were like, yeah, you know, the, 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 you know, you we, you know, it's one of them. Yeah, you know, Ellis the Black guy. I'm like, yeah, but this is about to be a good match. This is about to be a good match. And once they started fighting the first time, you know, inc- including, you know, our other friend or whatever, all of us in the room was like, yeah, you know, this is a wow. You know, and I kept saying like, yo, you know, I told y'all it was going to be a good match. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, um, they had they watered they watered them down a lot, so I don't like that. But I don't think they're gonna just immediately bury him because if they bury him, they gotta bury Aaliyah too. Well, Aaliyah's not a superstar, so I I don't know mm. how that hurts benefits. Right, I don't know how that benefits or hurts. Her, so. But it's benefiting it's benefiting the company because she's uh-huh. they're trying to get that eighteen to whatever eighteen to something age range up. So yeah, having yeah. a hottie like that, you know what I'm saying? That's gonna get those ratings. She up is cute. She up. be coming out there and some cute stuff too. Like and, and like well the the week that they kissed, I was like, are they matching? Like we're here now? Like <laughs> we've gotten to the point of them coming out matching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did um I, I did read somewhere where uh, Vince McMahon would be interested in signing her after she graduates college. Um, and she might be uh, going on a small hiatus uh, to go back to school. So we'll see. Before we go to AEW, can we please talk about how EC3 is on Ring of Honor? So first of all, I I had to bring it up because, you know, being me, the, I, I was trolling online or whatever, and, you know, people were like, he's so stupid, he's so, he's a jobber, and blah, 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 but whose fault is that? They, first of all, WWE promoted EC3 for weeks before he came on the main roster. They did nothing with him, and they ended up having him chasing the 24-7 championship with cups of liquor in his hand. Like, come on, like, what, was it his fault? Let me, like, let me correct uh, you. WWE was promoting him for months, not weeks, because they promoted him about as long as they promoted uh, Lars Sullivan, who came for like three months and then disappeared. True. Oh, my gosh. Because he had that promo. He was always the last one on the promo. Honestly, like, they dropped the ball with him, and they were like, he's a clown. But I'm like, he's on Ring of Honor. And he, his look is actually different. He got a whole goatee. He look like he he give me the 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 fitter version of Dean Ambrose. He's giving me that ragged look. I like it. I didn't see the match, but I like it. It looks like he been through some stuff. I hope he getting what he deserves and what he wants. You know, being a part of Ring of Ring of Honor. I really I'm really interested to know like what happened with him on WWE. Like what made him become. Because it was like, it happened so fast. It was like all these promotions. And I don't even remember him having a debut match. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so I, I just don't understand what happened. I just don't get it. I don't think he ever did. I don't know if he did. I don't remember. 
I can't say he did or didn't, but I don't remember. Oh, I was going to pass it to you anyway, Lady J, because you had news about uh, Paige and her ex. Okay, so basically Alberto Dorio is considering suing Paige or pressing charges because he's claiming he was the real victim of their um their relationship or whatnot because Paige is, you know, going public about the things that was going on about the abuse. And he was just like, he's the real victim and he needs evidence and not just words of what she's saying. He needs real evidence. And it was the other way around. It wasn't him being abusive. It was her. So he's considering pressing charges. When it comes to, (laughs) this might sound real fucked up. I'm sorry, y'all. I cut it out if it sounds too bad. But if (laughs) when it comes to two wrestlers, if they wrestle throughout their relationship, can either party claim abuse? Cause like you know, what I'm saying y'all could just be having some. How do we know these aren't just really, really freaky mm. like foreplay things that y'all got going on? Like I, I that's just me. That's I'm sorry, but I it's just <laughs> you abuse me. No, you abuse me. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. But he's still a grown man. Like he's he wrestled men. He wrestles men. Paige, come on now. Like no. Nah, like. He got all. He got what that case open right now, man. Whatever. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Like that ain't. Yeah, helping. that's um, like I don't know. Mm. I I don't know how I feel about that. But so. what's new in AEW? I know we got some new champions. Yeah, we definitely got some new champions. Um, they had full gear um, this weekend. And basically, let's talk about first um, Kenny Omega versus Adam Page. A lot of people were doubting Kenny Omega because he kind of went soft when he went to AEW. And you know, that he has a position, he wanted to be the ones that put people over versus just getting everything. And he put himself on the back burner and... This was a very physical match because of it, as everybody know, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega has been champions for a long time. Um, Kenny Omega won; that was a good match. Um, Orange Cassidy versus John or John Four Silver. He's number four in the Dark Order, and honestly, John Silver is one of the reasons why Dark Order is kind of not fully, fully jokey. Um, besides Brody Lee. He's a good wrestler, and Orange Cassidy has been coming out of his shell. That was a good match. Um, that was an A match. Um, actually, that was a great match. Orange Cassidy won. Real quick. So, I wanted to go back to the Dark Order real quick. So, I thought it was just me, but, okay, I, I don't watch AEW Weekly, of course. My boyfriend watches it regularly, so I watch it with him sometimes. So I go from watching not you know watching it and seeing like the dark order as like these terrifying <laughs> like these terrifying things that creep up you know that crawl up to the to the ring and beat up people and all this other stuff to see it like to they you know seeing their faces another you know a month or so later seeing their faces and they I'm like Y'all were a part of the, y'all were the dark order this whole time. I mean, like- I'm, I'm gonna compare it to retribution, but not as jobbery. But yeah, it's the same effect. Like, you know, they they began they 
they their momentum really got high once Brody Lee became, you know, as he revealed himself as, you know, the leader or whatnot. And the momentum became because it's like, oh, man, you know, Luke Harper left WWE and now he's Brody Lee and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, as time went on, it was hot and cold. And then Brody Lee ended up winning the TNT Championship. And then, you know what I'm saying? And it was in a brutal way. And he held it for about three weeks. I think three weeks to a month. And then, you know, Cody came back and got the championship back. And it's hot and cold again. He has not, Brody Lee has not returned. But they're like really, they're hot and cold. They can be really jokey. They can lose momentum. So, yeah. It's not as they don't have the same effect that it did once Brody Lee became the the one that everybody was talking about. So yeah, it's hot and cold. I'm just glad I wasn't tripping. Thank you, Lady J. <laughs> no, nah, you ain't tripping. It's the truth, and I mean I'm for AEW, but I'm also you know trying striving to be unbiased. So yeah, it's hot and cold. So with this Cody Rhodes, he lost against Darby Allen. Um, it was a decent match. I didn't see everything, but, you know, just reading the reviews, a lot of people were really for it. So a lot of people gave it like a B, B plus match. It was pretty good. I don't understand, um, why the hell would they let Cody take the belt from Brody Lee just to lose it a few weeks later to Darby Allen. But either way, Darby Allen deserved that. So it's good that, and I think Darby Allen is, one of the first non-WWE wrestlers that won the championship because John Moxley, Chris Jericho, hell, even Cody Rhodes, all of them came from thing. I'm not sure if the Young Bucks came from the WWE. I'm not sure they wrestled with WWE. I don't think so. So, but as far as um, they took they took it from the Young Bucks, took it from the Revival, aka FTR. So, I mean, you know. But, yeah, Darby Allen won that. That was a good match. Kyro Shida versus Nyla Rose. Kyro Shida retained it, but I think they really need to build the women up because, I mean, give and take, yeah, Nyla Rose lost, but she's a big trans transgendered woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, she has to balance the, the hormones. So it's like, yo, you know, we need to get some more people, get some more people wrestling. But that was a, that was a decent match. Um. Like I said, FTR, they lost against the Young Bucks. They lost their belt, which was all right. Um, Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. That was a good match. Matt Hardy defeated Sammy Guevara. Um, MJF versus Chris Jericho. So MJF can be in the inner circle. MJF won. He pretty much pulled some Eddie Guerrero moves and, and, and tactics, you know, to win, and I mean, both of them cheat a lot, and, and I'm proud of Chris Jericho, because lately he has been losing, and putting young people over, like Orange Cassidy, because people didn't take Orange Cassidy serious until he started beefing with Chris Jericho, you know what I'm saying, and that's just the truth, Chris Jericho is doing his job by putting people over, so that was a pretty decent match, um, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in the I Quit match, um, John Moxley won. He retained the championship. And I'm trying to figure out who can who can beat John Moxley right now in AEW as far as taking the 
belt. He's in his element. And a lot of his matches are matches that are in his element. Like when he was Dean, it's no more Dean Ambrose. Like Dean Ambrose is like real dead. Like yeah, ain't no more dead. Dean Ambrose. Like that's dead, dead. Like so with him being John Moxley, yeah, like you say, he is in his element. So I'm just trying to figure out what are they going to do with him and who, who would be able to beat him and still keep the ratings up. They're going to have to uh, fight him in a normal match. <laughs> You know, a lot of people say that he is not a in, in he's not a ring ring wrestler. He's always the outside of the ring wrestler. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people criticize him a little bit or whatever, but it is what it is. Four Gear was a good pay per view. I still need to see Halloween Havoc though, but uh, definitely it was a good pay per view. Yeah, that's that's AEW new. Oh no, that's not. So basically, Cody Rhodes and Vince McMahon been having issues with these trademarks. You know what I'm saying? Because Vince has been letting trademarks expire, and then Cody tries to, you know, come through and get some of the things, especially like the old WCW trademarks. Well, apparently, Cody Rhodes' name was also um, a part of the trademark issues. Cody Rhodes couldn't even use because that's not his birth name. But he wanted to uphold his father's legacy by doing roles, by being the roles. So clear, you know, technically that was still a Vince McMahon name. And he been going through legal issues with that. And I think he finally got his name so he can use the name officially. And by the way, congratulations on your name. But I guess you didn't have the balls. To go by one. That's some petty shit on Vince on Vince side. Because what what Vince gonna do with that damn name? Nothing. He he already banned him from WWE. Like, so what are you really gonna do with that name? Make sure people don't use it or get their money off of it. I don't know if I I, I don't know if we talked about this in the last episode, but you know uh Vince McMahon is in another lawsuit with uh um Stone Cold Chris Johnson, I think his name is. He's a football player, um, and he's selling soda, and it's called Stone Cold, uh, Stone Cold, yep, something soda, whatever. And Vince, is like, I own the name Stone Cold. I own the name Stone Cold Steve Austin too. <laughs> so yeah, he just he being a yep. petty. Yeah, I just yep. think he trying to get every penny. He's not getting. Vince is, yeah, it's like he's trying to get it. I don't think his bottom line this year is as high as he wants it to be because of, you know, COVID or whatever. Um, Of course, it's lower than any other year, the WWE. So I think he's just trying to get every penny he can from whoever he can get it from. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Side note. I don't like what AEW is doing with Miro because when he was Rusev, he went out like that. And then he's coming back. It's Miro. And it's like he's like a nerdy dude. You know what I'm saying? They like his games. And he came back as Kip. Sapiens, one of his best men for a wedding. Then he just leave a wedding um, storyline with, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And now he's a gamer. And he's beating up the best friends for destroying the game, the arcade game. I'm like, y'all, like. Maybe that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> Somebody need to tell him that ain't where it's at. <laughs> he should have just stayed in WWE for all that. Like, that storyline is not hitting. So, I just wanted to put that out there. If anybody was interested in see how Rusev is doing the AEW, 
the nigga fighting over arcade games. So well, he is a twitcher. (laughs) (laughs) Him and Lana's relationship confused me. Are they divorced? Are they not? Like, what is this? Maybe that's a conversation for another day. Well, that's really it for us, you guys. Ah, and thank y'all for listening to another episode of Women Watch Wrestling. This has been a uh, hell of an episode. <laughs> oh, but uh, it's it's been a long day, you guys. Um, but thank you all for sticking with us. Uh, thank y'all for listening. As always, follow us on Instagram. We are Women Watch Wrestling Three. That's Women Watch Wrestling Three. And you can follow us on Twitter at W3 Podcast. One more time, it's W3 Podcast. And we is out.